Hello and welcome to Humans After All, a podcast exploring the impact of meaningful relationship at work, online or remote. Published by Doozy, of course, space for everything social at work. Have a good time! Hello everybody and welcome to Humans After All. Today we have a new edition with Marlene. Hello Marlene. Hi there. You have a great experience in the world of coaching, driven young professionals. Uh, you've uh, built your own coaching group, so we are very excited to be talking with you today. Yeah, thanks. Nice to be here. Amazing. So talking about that uh, coaching group, uh, tell us more about what it is and your story. Sure. I am indeed at the moment a coach and trainer for, for driven young professionals. And I focus on the young professionals who feel a bit stuck in the moment in their work or personal life. Um, and um, mostly these are the young professionals who are very driven, ambitious, always busy with the next step. Could be either in their social life or work and always, always busy. But at the same time, they feel also stress and um, heavy headed and always a busy head. And they actually look for more relaxed work weeks and I can help them with that to uh, become a more relaxed and secure version of themselves um, and I do that now indeed as a freelancer with my own business and um, before that I was a trainer in the Netherlands I live in London now I moved here but uh, in the Netherlands I was three year a trainer and there I delivered mostly Um, young leadership programs, so personal leadership for young professionals in the workplace, um, in their organizations. And um, I discovered there as well that it's great to experience that with a group and learn together, but that also sometimes there are a bit of a personal struggles or blocks that are underlying uh, your behavior. And um, that's when I decided to combine that with the coaching, because then you can go more in-depth to what is blocking you and how you can go forward with that. So that is a bit of my background in a nutshell. That's, That's amazing. amazing. So, so let's, let's dig straight, straight into, into that. that. I, I have this question, which is, first of all, all do mm -hmm. you coach individual, individual one at a time, time or do you or coach, do you groups? coach groups? Both, actually. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So that is often a few sessions with Uh, one one person and to yeah really your personal questions and struggles we uh, we explore that and and uh, yeah go forward with that and I also do that in group set uh, settings so uh, and that is more than training programs where for example HR hires me as a trainer to develop a personal development program and then we explore that in a group so a bit of both So you're, so you're really, really about, about taking, taking care, care of the individual, of the individual uh, though, uh, though, even if you do that with a group, group, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, it is it is indeed about what is uh, your um, uh, path, what is your struggle, what is going well as well. So it is personal development indeed. Yeah. Amazing. So Amazing. I have so already a ton of questions. Uh, uh, I'm, guessing I'm guessing your business has changed, has changed quite, a quite a lot recently, recently with, uh, with uh, remote, working. remote working, didn't it? Didn't it? 
Yeah, because uh, when I worked in the Netherlands, I, I was in a in a training room with like 12 people, for example. And then you have a lot of personal interaction, of course. So now in this COVID period, it became all online. And I also had to decide how I want to go forward with the coaching. So now I do mostly online coaching. And here in London, where I live now, I can do live coaching now as well. Now everything is is like getting back to normal again. So for me, it is now as well a combination. And that was a year ago before COVID. Uh, that was completely different. Yeah. Live coaching, coaching and remote coaching. coaching. What's, What's the difference? difference? Do you see any, do you see difference, any difference when you're, when you're facing, facing people, people uh, directly, uh, uh, human to human? Or do you have any different work practices when you're actually working virtually? Um. Yes and no. I, during COVID, I s- discovered that it's surprisingly it works surprisingly well uh, training and coaching online. Uh, mm-hmm. With the training, I think it is sometimes a bit harder to um, uh, have these informal connections with your participants. Or, for example, when we've had a heat discussion or anything, or there was something in the group dynamic that I'm like. I'm not sure what, what was happening there. Then in a, in a live situation, I could walk with someone to lunch or to the coffee machine and like, how are you doing? Are you all right? And you can more informally uh, do something with the dynamic and what's going on and stuff like that. Online, it's more like efficient. And when something happens, you like have to say, oh, can I talk to you for five minutes? But then it's like so like in the group and in your face so that it, it is different with the dynamics i think and with this the the vibe you have uh, together and that is the same for coaching as well and at the same time you can uh do a lot online as well so with the one-on-one coaching i experience it quite positive because you can have a quiet conversation one-on-one um and if i coach life i can work a bit more with vibe as well or maybe some uh, more a bit physical exercises and I can read the body language uh, a bit more live because I see the whole body and not only the shoulders you know and the Mm -hmm. head and shoulders so it is it gives a bit of a different dimension life and online and at the same time like I said a lot is possible even online but for me the combination is perfect I think for a lot of people after COVID, they want a kind of combination in things. And the combination is perfect for me. Totally only life is uh, not the only answer, I think. But only online is also not satisfying for me. Yes, yes, absolutely, and, and that's, that's what, what tends, uh, what, uh, what uh, leaders lead in the space of remote work tends to promote. It's never a fully virtual setup. There is this need for social moments to be face to face, and you know, one of those companies, a leader in space called GitLab, that's what they promote is a minimum of two biannually meetups for the whole company together in one space, and to really focus on just meeting each other and uh, having a good time together that's uh, to it make sure that there is a form of social issue uh, exactly um, to work later so, yeah. so that's 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 really interesting so working remotely did you notice an increase in problems of uh, dealing with work-life balance or is it fairly similar to what you used to face before the pandemic before the pandemic um 
I think uh, for me, for example, and what I also hear from coaching clients is that it's a bit COVID and that you were forced to do to work only remotely and in your own home with the mix of your uh, private life and maybe little children and everything. It is like um, uh, getting a bit of a, a, a bigger uh, um, problem than... Uh, I mean, it's the same. There are the same patterns underlying, but because of COVID, it became a bit more visible, maybe. For example, for me, I um, have a bit of uh, a, a challenge with setting my own boundaries uh, and also taking care of myself, taking time for myself. And I already had that in my job uh, before COVID. But in COVID, I. Um, all the natural moments of taking a break were gone, like going for a lunch with my colleagues or mm-hmm. the end of a training day at 5 a, uh, p.m. and I could go uh, uh, cycle home, you know. So these natural mm-hmm. moments of taking a break, commute, taking a pause were gone. So now the challenge was to create that myself. So it was already um, a bit of a challenge. Uh, I mean, I already was a bit of a workaholic and and, and busy <laughs> always and everything like that. But it it became a bit exaggerated during COVID, and I think that is a lot of of the same with with a lot of my clients as well. They are responsible people, focusing on all the things that needs to be done, and then all of a sudden, remotely, you need to do all that by yourself, your own boundaries, your own structure, your own priorities. So it's a bit of an extra challenge, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can, I can so, so relate to that from the work of so. And the problem, the problem is, is when it even goes, goes further than that, that, you don't realize you have, you have a problem. problem. Uh, and uh, you and just, just spend day and, day and night, night working, working on, uh, yeah. on things. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a it's difficult a situation, situation to put boundaries between uh, work and self-care, generally speaking. But it's true that my personal experience with pandemic is that uh, the boundaries are, are hard to maintain. Uh, mm-hmm. Discipline is needed in order for you to even just go for a walk during the day to make exactly. sure you some fresh air. Exactly. And that is what I experienced as well. Like there, When COVID started, uh, there were hundreds of thousands of tips, of course, to create that and to, to have that balance and follow the structure. But still, I was like, yeah, there are all these tips, but I'm still not doing it because I felt so responsible for everything. And it's more kind of a mindset that is underlying uh, why maybe it still keeps a bit of a struggle to uh, keep these boundaries. Like rationally, we all know we can take breaks and we should take breaks and take that walk and uh, keep our sport routine, you know. But um, it can be sometimes a bit difficult to actually follow through with that. And then it's getting interesting. Why is that difficult for you personally? So, yeah. So that's that's super super interesting. interesting. The challenge challenge of remote remote working and and self-care. So So you you work work in that space. space. Can you you help help, uh, me me and our listeners listeners, uh, understand how to better take care of themselves? Yeah, I think um, like taking care of yourself... Um, starts with the question um, do you see yourself and I do I see myself as a serious part of my schedule and of my day you know uh, like I described Mm. before me myself and also a lot of clients are tend to um, be so responsible for all the things we need to do and that is on top of mind like you know if I start with 
making a planning and my schedule in the morning, it's filled with all the things I need to do. But I think it starts with um, the question, do you see yourself as uh, a serious part of the day and taking time for yourself as a serious part of your daily schedule? So do you sell, take yourself seriously, basically, if you, if you could say it like that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I know Makes what you sense. mean. Yeah. And it's and funny it's just, just saying, saying it straight away. Uh, can uh, help, can help one, one become more comfortable, more comfortable with actually prioritizing themselves, themselves, because, because, because we still live in an era where... where um, um, we don't. You feel guilty when you do something for yourself at work. Exactly. Uh, when you when take you a break, break, maybe that's a bit too long. long when you, you even yeah. uh, do a training, training or when you go to the gym at lunchtime, maybe it may be too long that you're actually expected. Yeah. So you raise this sense of feeling guilty when it's so important because obviously you need to be rested professional so that you can engage more with your work and therefore deliver better. Work. Yeah, but that's the point. The guilt is a very good topic you mentioned because that already says, like, am I allowed to do this because all my other colleagues work so hard or uh, mm-hmm. I need to do so much? And often uh, my, my, my clients as well are very rationally, very strong. You know, we can, we can see all these tasks and we can analyze everything that needs to be done. So The mind is so strong to like, oh, I need to do this. And we have an overview of everything that needs to be done. So then it feels indeed almost guilty to to take time for yourself. And there is just, I think, the key to take time for yourself and deal with that guilt. Because we can't, um, you cannot remove that feeling of guilt. It is part of it because we are not so used to take time for ourselves. So if you are waiting until it doesn't feel guilty anymore, <laughs> then probably you're not gonna gonna change something, you know? So the, the I think the challenge is to uh, deliberately take take time and, and think about what, what, what can work for me to take a bit of more time or process my day or, yeah, self-care. Um, and that comes with a feeling of guilt sometimes, but tolerate that feeling of guilt and still take your time because if you are going to listen to that feeling of guilt you will be uh in your to-do list again and you will be uh, <laughs> uh working late again and you will you know if you constantly listen to that guilt then uh you will overstep a few boundaries i think so you have to kind of tolerate a bit of that feeling of guilt and also take a bit of time for yourself if that makes sense that, that makes, makes a lot, a lot of lot sense. Of sense. Uh, take, take time, time for, for yourself. yourself. Why, Why really? Not, not, not maybe not embracing, embracing feeling guilty, guilty but, uh, but uh, at least going beyond that uh, yeah. feeling. Tolerated so, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. if uh, someone listening to us right now was in the situation of. Um, uh, I really enjoying it because it's tricky, tricky right? right? Some, some people, people burn out because they don't really enjoy their work, but they overwork. And some other just overwork because they are passionate about their, their, their work, but they realize maybe it's a bit extreme. Do you have hmm. a method that they could apply to try to take steps towards uh, taking uh, care of themselves a bit more? Like to prevent a burnout? Uh, do you mean it like that? Well, well, also, also yeah, yeah, that's, that's not, not what, what I meant initially, initially but yeah, yeah great. great. 
um, yeah. So, so your question is around like, like, what if people t- are too much up in their work, and how can you prevent that? Right? Do I understand this yeah. correctly? Then, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in my coaching sessions, I always dive dive in a bit deeper than you know what 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 is costing you energy and what is the pattern that you have because that can be different for for different people um but generally what i see is that um even though we maybe take time to relax for example people can say oh i feel stressed but i also take the weekends off and i also do my sport and i also do all these kind of things that underlying we don't really take the time to really 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 check in how we actually feel and um i think that isn't that isn't a thing that is um a first step maybe to uh prevent stuff like that because we with for example burnout Boundaries are um, are uh, uh, violated for a longer time, you know. So mm-hmm. to be uh, before that, um, it is important, I think, to take a few moments in a day to really ask yourself, how am I right now? Um, and that is not necessarily like taking a, a bath and uh, soaking there for three mm. hours and, and be like like very zen. It can be like one minute taking a few deep breaths to actually check in. Am I tired? Am I frustrated? Am I stressed? How do I actually feel? And that is um, related to the topic. Do yourself take yourself seriously? Um, if you're always busy with what, what is the next thing I need to do, you forget that you yourself and how you feel is a relevant part of doing your daily work. And if I do that on a day, if I check in and I actually feel, oh, I'm, I'm quite tired today, um, then it doesn't mean I have to stop working and go to sleep, but I can prioritize my day a bit different so that I can still do the things I need to do, but maybe in a bit of a slower pace because my energy is 80% instead of 120, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it is really important to have a few moments on the day to not only like relax, like uh, like sporting, showering, uh, seeing a series on Netflix, but also adding to that, not only the relaxation, but checking in how am I really now just in this moment because then you can feel how you actually feel and also listen maybe a bit to your own boundaries that that resonates a ton ton. Um, Um, and I guess that that leads to the the next question question, which is once once you understand understand how how you feel and maybe, and maybe therefore, therefore uh, what, what works, works for you and what doesn't, doesn't work for you. How do you communicate that to uh, your boss, maybe your teammates, yeah. uh, people around you? How can you manage communication on that? Good question. Because <laughs> I don't know uh, how about you, but once I've like discovered, oh, this is how I feel. And especially when you work remote, you have the freedom. It also gives autonomy, right? To organize your day and to do it a bit in the way you like. 
But communicating something that you need or asking for help maybe a bit around that or, for example, you're missing like uh, teammates to discuss things with, how do you communicate that? Um, Because there uh, sometimes I feel uh, a bit scared to communicate that because I don't want to look like a loser, you know, or weak or like, oh, I need to uh, set the boundaries on my day. Um, so there again, that can be another uh, block to communicate what you really need. Um, and also there is maybe a question to ask yourself if you feel a bit of a struggle with that, co- communicate what you really need to your uh, co-workers and your boss or your manager. Um, what is the thing you're actually afraid of? What is holding you back to speak out what you would like or what you need what is the thing you are a bit afraid of to share because uh you're afraid how people will look look at you or think of you in a certain way so if you dive into a bit more of that and if you have a struggle with communicating that then that could be a question to explore a bit more like what is actually holding me back What's actually holding you back? Um, that's really interesting because it links to the question of culture, right? Because there is um, me as an individual not entirely knowing how to communicate things. And there is also the space I'm currently working in. Uh, and is it often or not to listening to what I have to say? Do I feel there is enough trust for me to open myself? Yeah, um, absolutely. Is that something you take into account as well in your coaching sessions? Yeah, definitely. Because it can be a culture that I can that I'll say, oh, just uh, just tell, just share what you feel, and that's someone like, yeah, you don't know my boss, right? <laughs> just tell mm-hmm. how you feel. Is why it, it's a bit challenging. So yeah, it's totally relevant to take that into consideration. Like, how is the culture? And Yeah, also there I dive in a bit more because, um, for example, I have worked in in organizations where uh, no nine to five mentality, always hardworking people, people sending emails at 10 10 p.m. Um, So that is setting kind of example for uh, for the rest of the organization. And it's kind of popular to be busy nowadays, right? It's it, That's in a lot of organizations. It's good to be busy and work hard. <laughs> so it can be quickly about, yeah, like um, uh, a block to communicate then. Um, and at the same time, also checking there, do I make assumptions that somebody is going to um, uh, be angry at me <laughs> if I share what I need? Or do I actually mm-hmm. know that it's true in this culture? Or, for example, if I see my colleague sending an email at 10 a.m., I interper- uh, interpreted that like, oh, I need to do that as well. So I make the assumption that it's not possible to set my own boundaries. You know what I mean? So I know exactly what you mean. Is it your own interpretation? And are you comparing yourself with that colleague that? Is able to handle Zoom meetings uh, 10 in a row without a break? Or is it actually uh, uh, true that that it, it there is no space for that, you know? So it's also good to what part is like kind of actually true and what part is um, maybe linked a bit to your own insecurity and assumptions about what is possible and not to communi- communicate your own needs. 
Um, so, so is there anything an employee could do if they if they don't the work we've just talked about, if they uh, actually take the time to self-reflect, to understand how they feel during the day, what works for them, what doesn't work for them, uh, and if they are willing to communicate that to their boss, but the, the work culture doesn't allow this, is there anything that they can do in order to create a positive work culture where mm. taking care of yourself is is actually part of the strategy of the Yeah, I, and I think that comes to the topic of, of, of personal leadership because then it le- takes a lot of courage, right? To set mm-hmm. the different example if, it, if it's not that common in a culture. And like the remote working, then it's quite challenging to, uh, to express that and, and, and act differently. Um, so that is... I think the first thing to realize is then, okay, it is quite difficult to communicate that. It's quite hard and that is okay, that it feels a bit scary to communicate that. And at the same time, I really think it, um, I'm quite convinced that if you share a bit of what is um, uh, going on for you, that a lot of people maybe recognize that and that it's maybe not the culture to speak that out but that a lot of people have these struggles. So someone has to start sharing and creating that positive culture. So then I would advise to um, do that in ways that makes that, that, that the step is not too big, maybe not in the team meeting with 100 people uh, uh, sharing your story. Maybe that feels a bit uh, far, yeah, a step too far. <laughs> but maybe having a one-on-one conversation with a colleague you trust, you know, um, to, to explore a bit uh, uh, and to share a bit how you feel, to make the step maybe a bit smaller um, and thinking more in what, how can I make a little step forward and how... Uh, yeah, how can I create a little step into a more positive culture um, to start somewhere? And that reverse, if, if I'm a leader and I want to make sure people uh, create a trustful environment where people can actually share uh, their positive and negative experiences, how would I do that? I think. Uh, also there it starts with personal leadership do you Mm -hmm. want to be do you are you the example because sometimes leaders say no 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 no, you don't have to work so hard uh, here in this country it's totally fine to set your own boundaries and then you receive emails uh, from them at at 11 p.m all the time they're like yeah this is mixed messaging right (laughs) so (laughs) as a leader um how do you value the work-life balance? And um, I think it's the same actually for, for every employee and for a leader. What is your balance? What is your boundary? And do you take also yourself seriously? And can you uh, be an example for, for your um, colleagues, for your employees? Um, and to make it a topic that you can discuss and that it's okay to to uh, explore that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. Uh, uh, the set, set uh, uh, 
culture uh, by leading through uh, example uh, makes a lot of sense. So, um, I guess we are reaching the end of this podcast. Um, is there any specific uh, advice, specific actionable advice you would like to give uh, listeners? Um, yeah, I think to make this very concrete, maybe to to uh, start your day um, with actually uh, also uh, uh, blocking something in your schedule, uh, how you want to take yourself seriously as a as a part of your your diary and your schedule that day. So maybe you can start with uh, a little list of things that that give you the possibility to. To check in a bit or take care for or of yourself so that could either be um, taking time for for lunch or breaks between zoom meetings whatever it could be small and it could be larger and actually plan plan that and 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 make, and make that a part of your your schedule and your planning to um, follow through with that and um, to take yourself seriously as a part of your uh, your daily schedule um and um to yeah to do that on a daily basis amazing, amazing. so really, really take, take the time, time at the beginning of the day or the beginning of the week to set, set um, yeah. meetings, meetings in your calendar, calendar to take, take care, care of yourself, of yourself. Um, so that's, that's a great, great advice, advice as well. If, if, if things are not in my calendar, that never happens. So, so definitely a good advice that I'm going to apply myself. myself. Um, um, and, and I believe uh, there was something, a little bit of a gift as well that you wanted to give our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, all these things, like with the planning and, and stuff, um, uh, maybe even then it's still uh, a struggle to to uh, have that good work-life balance. So if you feel like there's still a bit of a struggle for you and a block that you want to explore a bit further, then um, I offer a one free uh, coaching session, session of an hour online to explore that a bit. And then I can go a bit more in depth for you what is what is your issue, what is blocking you, and what could maybe some tips and advice for you to go forward with this topic. So uh, then in the description of this podcast, there is a link, and you can use the the code uh, podcast humans after all, um, so I can contact you to plan in a session to uh, discuss it further. That sounds, that sounds amazing. amazing. Um, um, who knows? Um, I will um, maybe use it maybe myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Marlene, for all of this great this great conversation, conversation, all of those all very, very actionable, actionable advice, advice. and, uh, and uh, really looking, looking forward to potentially a next session, session uh, to, uh, deep to deep dive into more uh, insight on how to take care of better care of yourself. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Um, You're welcome. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. That was Humans After All presented by Doozy. Thank you so much for being with us and see you next time.